What time is it? Time to go back to Mexico. Adios, amigo. Out, out, out. Shoo, out of here. Trump administration has started sending migrants back into the heart of Mexico to combat the border crisis, which is, you know, our real international crisis. And we've got five recent Trump wins on border security. Plus, Bernie is on the rise. And it looks like, looks like Liz Warren is getting a wee bit jealous. Liz Warren, I mean, she's a woman. She can't win anyway. Bernie reportedly told her he's finally getting his moment and he'd be damned if another broad comes along and squanders it like Hillary did. Plus, the glorified cross-dresser known as Jessica Yaniv physically strikes a reporter with the strength of a man because biologically he is one. I'm John Miller and the White House Brief begins now. All right, a reminder to viewers, make sure to go and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Hit the like button as well. And then if you're feeling kind, go leave a comment. Or even if you're not feeling kind, even if you're feeling angry, I don't care. Just say something to let us know you're here. All right, so what do we have in the news today? Well, we've got a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter, right? I mean, we've got Prince Harry and Meghan Markle leaving the palace. Oh, how scandalous. We've got another huge scandal. Vince Vaughn, he dares to shake the hand of the president of the United States. What a scandal. A handshake? He can't shake the hand of the U.S. president. He should have spit on it. I mean, relax, guys. He shook the president's hand. I mean, there's so much crap clogging your newsfeed that has zero effect on your life whatsoever. And yet what you're not hearing about is the massive, long overdue progress Trump is finally making along the southern border. So I've got five huge Trump border security wins for you. But first, as always, let's make some money. Black Rifle Coffee. Go sign up for the Black Rifle Coffee Club. I did it. Get my coffee delivered to my door every month. And in a sec, I'll tell you how to get 20% off your first order. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned and operated premium roast-to-order coffee company for people who simply love America. They develop their roast profiles with the same mission focus they learned serving our country. And you can get all of their blends whole bean or ground. And many of them are available as single-serve coffee rounds. But the best way to enjoy it is through the Black Rifle Coffee Club. You choose the amount, you choose the blends you want, and then at a special discounted price, it is shipped free directly to your home so you can keep working hard to make America the land of the free and the home of the brave. And you'll never have to rush to the store again for your caffeine fix. Wake up to America's coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com slash WHB. That is blackriflecoffee.com slash WHB. Go there now, enter the discount code WHB to get 20% off your first order of any coffee products, including the Black Rifle Coffee Club. Blackriflecoffee.com slash WHB. HB. All right, you're not hearing, you're not hearing about any of these things, but we've actually got some wins when it comes to the most important issue facing America, and that is securing our southern border. Number one, remember that border wall we were promised oh so long ago during the campaign? Well, got good news for you. It's finally making some serious progress. According to the most recent update from the Border Patrol, there have been 101 completed miles, 133 miles are currently under construction, and 342 miles are under pre-construction. So you add all that up, that's 576 miles of an almost 2,000-mile-long border, half of which is already being protected by natural barriers, right? 
President Trump has said he wants the wall to cover the thousand miles of border that doesn't have a natural border, natural barrier cutting us off from Mexico. So for all you slow counters out there, over half of the wall is either done, under construction, or being prepared for construction. Now, there are a lot of people out there, I'm aware, who make the point that a lot of this is just new wall that's just replacing old fencing, but that does not undercut its usefulness because you know what? That old fencing that was there, that old fencing was totally inadequate. What was there failed to keep out illegal border crossers, so it might as well not even be there. So that needs to get done. And MSNBS accidentally proved that a while back when they were doing a report on the border wall prototypes. We made our way to the Mexican side of the border, and this is the primary fence, the thing that Donald Trump doesn't think is big enough to keep people out of the United States. And this is the spot where earlier we saw those folks jump over the wall and into the U.S. Oh, this is the wall that Donald Trump doesn't think is high enough, he says as he uh, easily bounds over it. I, that's not a wall. So it's more like a curb. And yet it does nothing, obviously, to curb illegal immigration. So every mile of new 30-foot high steel wall is a significant improvement on that literal garbage of a wall that has been rusting away for years. Replacing something like this, technically, no, it's not new mileage of a wall. But who's this keeping out? Who's that keeping out? Lizzo? Anyone else, it's not. And she's already here in our country, much to our chagrin. Replacing this... Wouldn't be new wall either, but who does this wall stop? This doesn't do anything. Of course there is old wall that needs replacing, including what you're looking at right now. And a lot of the places that have barriers that need replacing are high traffic areas in the first place, which is why those barriers were placed so many years ago that are now dilapidated. So a new giant wall in the way of what was once virtually an open path into our country is a hell of an improvement. Which brings me to border security win number dos. Trump planning to divert additional $7.2 billion in Pentagon funds for border wall. So that's enough to, compete, uh, to complete 880 miles of new barriers. Trump won this one in court. You know, usually with the courts, usually when a court makes a ruling on Trump's plan to lock down on our border, you know, it's always some runaway liberal activist judge single-handedly determining the policy of the president of the United States. However, this time, the ruling actually came in the interest of the American people. And since Congress doesn't want to do their job and allocate resources for something the majority of Americans agree is important, the president now has the ability to act in the interest of our national security. And what happens when the people of South and Central America realize that if they try coming here, they will be stopped? Well, fewer people, think of that, fewer people actually try to make the crossing, which brings me to border win number three. The number of people crossing the border fell for the seventh straight month in December. The first time that number of border crossings has fallen from November to December since 2012, according to new Customs and Border Protection data. In May of 2019, which was the peak of people pouring over the border, about 144,000 people were arrested or turned away. In December, that number was 40,620. That's without all of the progress on the wall I just told you about. So Democrats, they're going to have a real hard time running against that. And, and maybe that's why. Maybe that's why immigration has suddenly, poof, disappeared from all of the newspapers. Uh, maybe it's because of border security win number four. More than 50,000 Central American asylum seekers have already been forced to wait out their legal cases in Mexico under the migrant protection protocols 
Remain in Mexico, it's called, rather than in the U.S. Yes, that is right, folks. We can't be letting, we can't be letting our good faith asylum laws be made a mockery of anymore. All right? Can't put up with it anymore. The way asylum is supposed to work is you leave your country because it is an emergency, and the next one you get to is where you stay. Because in an emergency, uh, you can't pick and choose. You can't be too choosy. You don't get to pass through, in some cases, several other countries and be like, Meh, I don't like this one. Meh, I don't like this one. Eh, this one isn't nice enough for me. Before arriving at the country you want, which always happens to be the U.S. And that brings me to border security win from Trump number five. Trump administration starts returning migrants deep into Mexico to combat border crisis. The Department of Homeland Security, they've started running flights from Tucson, Arizona to Guadalajara in December. So all of the migrants being returned are Mexican nationals from non-border Mexican states who either came to the U.S. illegally or went through the court system and the judge said, nope, nope, you're deportable, adios, catch you on the flip side, or maybe not. So take that, globalists. Come hell or high water, our president has actually proven and is in the process of proving that he, unlike the migrants plotting to sneak into the U.S., is not going to be deterred. This is, of course, a major campaign promise, if not the most important campaign promise. And surely, of course, there's a long way to go in completely securing our border and deporting all of the people who are lucky enough to sneak in while to door, while sneak in while door to door. It was wide open. Right. Just snuck in across what we showed you, those images of the border fence. But do not lose hope and do not let the fake news lie to you. There are promises being made and promises being kept when it comes to border security. The fire is heating up. The competition is swelling between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, who, according to Democrats briefed on a conversation between the two, had agreed to a to a non-aggression pact of sorts. But heading into the last debate before the Hawkeye caucuses, well, there's some major drama between the two aging commies by some act of God. The incompetent and senile Joe Biden is still in the lead. But this Quinnipiac poll shows Bernie Sanders in second place. He's now three points ahead of Elizabeth Warren. And that's creating some problems, right? Apparently, there's only room for one down-to-earth radical when you're just a month out from the Iowa caucuses. And according to a report, Sanders' volunteers are alleging that Elizabeth Warren, well, now they're saying Elizabeth Warren is a candidate of the elite. Elizabeth Warren, an elitist? What? No, I I saw her drink her a beer in her kitchen, and and she's a she's definitely a candidate of by and for the people. You know, I saw her when she was getting her boogie on to Aretha Franklin. I mean, I almost mistook her for the late singer herself. It was so convincing. Woman of the people. But accusing her of establishmentarianism is not all that Team Sanders is reportedly saying campaigns now duking it out over a private conversation in 2018 when Sanders allegedly told Warren a woman can't win. Warren saying in a statement, among the topics that came up was what would happen if Democrats nominated a female candidate. I thought a woman could win. He disagreed. Sanders denies the claims, calling the idea that he would say a woman couldn't win ludicrous, stating, do I believe a woman can win in 2020? Of course. After all, Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump by three million votes in 2016. Uh, no, except that she lost, you oaf. 
she beat him. That's like saying the Rams actually won the Super Bowl last year because they scored more touchdowns during the season. Well, that's not really how the game works, is it? But Bernie is a fan of third world republics, you know, places like Venezuela, where elections don't exactly work the way they're supposed to, which is why, which is why it's so shocking that he wasn't ebullient when Hillary Clinton rigged the nomination to steal it away from him. Remember? Hillary and her girlfriend, Debbie Downer Schultz, rigged it so hard so that Bernie didn't have a shot in hell. And now he's coming back and he'd be damned if the system, the man, didn't get its comeuppance. Last time, the DNC thought Bernie was too crazy to win the nomination. And so the DNC conspired with Debbie Downer to rig it. Because, you know, when you're a Clinton, you know, when you're a Clinton and it doesn't go your way and you're a Clinton, so you just cheat a little bit here and cheat a little bit there. Maybe murder a little bit here, murder a little bit there. Maybe. I said maybe. All right. Donna Brazil, beloved Fox News contributor, everyone's glued to the TV when she comes on, wrote an article inside Hillary Clinton's secret takeover of the DNC. And she acknowledges in that article how Hillary had exerted this control of the party long before she became its nominee. So she rigged it. She rigged it and then lost the election for her party. Great job, Hillary. She did Trump a great many favors because she was such a god-awful candidate. And some of the people who voted for Bernie, Bernie in, the, in the primaries decided, well, no, I'm not voting for the wicked witch of the left. I'm not going that way. And then voted for Trump. Bernie's now saying, no, 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 I'm not letting this happen again. I'm not letting a woman beat me again. And his volunteers are actually promising violence if they don't hand him the nomination. Here's his campaign's field organizer caught on tape by a Project Veritas journalist. Listen carefully to what this guy says. Bernie doesn't get the nomination. Bernie goes to the second round of the DNC convention. start in Milwaukee and then when they and when the police push back on that and other cities I don't care if you want to claim oh well you know what Miller that's taken out of context uh, well, what would be the appropriate context for if Bernie, quote, doesn't get the nomination, Milwaukee will burn? What's the context for that? You tack anything to the beginning or the end of that, and the message is still clear. Now, for this next clip, the context is admittedly less clear, but it appears to be referencing some exaggerated caricature of conservative policies. Oh, they're all racist. Oh, they're all sexist. Oh, they're all bigots. Oh, they're all homophobes, followed by expect violence. And someone tells me, oh, he's not talking about the actual KKK, actual Ku Klux Klan members who are advocating for genocide. No, he's probably talking about you or the president or your average everyday American who supports the president. But regardless of the context, one thing is clear in this next clip I'm about to show you. Bernie Sanders' field organizer says you deserve violence. Watch. Your speech is calling for the elimination of people based on race or gender or uh, uh, religious, uh, like for whatever reason, like things that people can't change, then you should expect a f***ing violent reaction. And you deserve a violent reaction. Be ready to be in Milwaukee for the DNC convention. We're going to make 1978 look like a f***ing Girl Scout cookout. The cops are going to be the ones that are getting beaten in Milwaukee. Effing Girl Scouts, effing cookout. What, wait, wait, are you saying Girl Scouts are weak? 
Hmm? The idiot means the, the 1968 riots, not 78, which were a huge cultural and political moment during Vietnam where anti-war protesters battled police in Chicago. Chicago Mayor Richard Daley sent out police, National Guardsmen, and Army troops, thousands and thousands and thousands of them, to use force on the protesters. Hundreds of marchers and dozens of policemen were injured. Restraint was absent on both sides. This was later called a police riot. So that's what they're going to do to police. Bernie, Bernie Sanders is his field manager. That's what he's saying. We're going to do that to police if he doesn't win. Very measured stuff, right? Now, the president tweeted, quote, wow, crazy Bernie Sanders is surging in the polls, looking very good against his opponents in the do nothing party. So what does this all mean? Stay tuned. What it means is that the party has gone absolutely nuts. I mean, crazy Elizabeth Warren is the establishment candidate. And to get an edge on her, Bernie has to have his field manager promising to out radical 1968. And then all of that and it's working. He's going up in the polls and he's getting some really big endorsements like this one from Danny DeVito. It means the world to me to be on Bernie's side because I know that's the right side of history. He's the guy to do it. He is the man to beat Trump. He is the man to change our whole system. Shake it up. Bernie's on the rise, guys. I mean, Bernie, I was worried Bernie had grown, grown a little stale and moss covered. I mean, he was no longer the radical politician who famously said back in 1990 when he first won his House seat, I am a socialist and everybody knows that. Now in 2020, uh, it's true, we do all know that and it's old news. But back in 2016, his ideas of free college, Medicare for all, taxing you through the nose to pay others higher wages and controlling your life through authoritarian climate policies were still very avant-garde. But then you had all of these woke intersectionalists stroll onto the stage in 2020, echo his points, and suddenly he was no longer anything special. Where's the appeal? This isn't anything special. This is just another old white dude with dandruff. And so how does he gain that competitive edge? Well, by hiring field managers who say people deserve violence and that he's second only to the bumbling and stumbling buffoon shell of a human being in the polls should tell you all you need to know about a party gone way off the rails. All right, Jessica Yaniv. Well, is it Yaniv or Yaniv? Kind of just like, is she a man or is she a woman? We don't know. She seems to know. Now, you might remember her as the woman slash man. She's a woman. She's a man. And now she's a woman. And she sued the estheticians because they wouldn't wax her scrotum. That, that, that's just what it is. And now she's extra mad because here she is outside of a courthouse or something. And a reporter approaches her and she goes ballistic. Watch. You need, will you, will you be pleading guilty? What? No, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Okay, stop it. Stop it. So when you're on Twitter, you're looking at all of these people saying Jessica Yaniv allegedly assaults an, a reporter. What's alleged about that? Hmm? That's alleged? I mean, she's literally uh, physically attacking. Unless my eyes are not telling me the truth, I'm pretty sure that looks like assaulting a reporter to me. Why do you have to say allegedly? Hmm? 
I guess for the same reasons you have to call her a she, right? Otherwise, social media is going to blacklist you. Continue watching. Let's go. Stop! Go away from me! Go away! Yeah. Go away from me! Jesus, get away from me! Go away! Crazy! Get thing. away from me! Stop! Get! I love, <laughs> I love the reporter calls. You know, when you're just in the heat of the moment, and the reporter is like, "You crazy effing thing!" I mean, that's what Jessica Yaniv is. All right, having to put people through the things that she's put them through. And then also, you know, you can tell when she's interacting with other people, she's so sweet. Oh, she's such a cute, oh, my name is Jessica Yannick. And now she's mad. All right, so now she's like, get the F out of my way. Get out of here. I don't give a S. F you. She's very upset. And when you unleash the beast, that's what you get. And the funny thing is that she's not even trying. Like, I gotta give it to the transgenders who, you know, make an effort to appear to be like ladylike. Like, she doesn't even make an effort. Instead, she just thinks that she can grow her hair out and then call herself a woman. That's not really how it works. You gotta put on the voice, you gotta put on the clothes, you maybe even have to do the surgery, and she's not doing any of that. Is there any more to this video? I think there is, let's continue watching. Get away! Get the f away from me! Stay away from me! Get away from me, now! Right now! You heard me? I'm calling the police on you. I don't give a get away from me! You stay away from me, I'm back. So, apparently Jessica Yanov doesn't care that she's getting the police called on her, for assault, you better care. We're going to be following this, this story, and if there's any developments, hopefully maybe we'll even get to talk to the reporter. He, the reporter's name is Kian. Uh, what's, the, what's his full name? He's with Rebel News, and his name is Kian Bexty. That's right. So if there are developments with the story, we'll get to talk to him. But, I mean, this madness has got to stop, and this person needs to stop being on Twitter and needs to be put in jail because Jessica Yanov is a menace to society. Thanks for watching the White House Brief, and we will catch you next time. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the White House Brief podcast. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate it, and if you feel like doing it, please leave a review. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.